We are talking running back preview part two, and that's going to start right now. What's up, everybody? It's Bob's Three Toad Warriors with Word on the Streets, Season 1, Episode 28, I believe it is. And we're live here at Studio 1329. I have with me Mr. Matt at Fantasy Analyze. How you doing, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Um, it's cool. definitely nice to be here with you, Bob. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of chop these running backs up with you. Um, yeah. Course Don't hold any punches about. back. Don't hold any punches back. Okay. I'm, I'm a tough guy. I can take them. They're coming. <laughs> uh, they're, they're probably going to be, it's probably going to be due. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, of course, Fantasy Analyze is our tag. We're called Fantasy Analyzers. You can catch us at fantasyanalyzers.com um, at Fantasy Analyze, as you see on my name. Um, as well as I want to give a shout out to SAC Experts. Um, me and David had been working on a podcast and kind of practicing, doing rehearsals and we definitely have a treat ready for everyone. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, Laptop Lombardi is one of our, our writers that, you know, I'm close with. We talk almost every day. Um, he definitely has good waiver, waiver wire pickups throughout the season and those articles. So definitely excited about that. Of course, season's coming. We're all itching for that. So mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Okay. All right. I like it. Um, so, uh, what is your show going to be all about? So one of them is a laid back conversation um, mm-hmm. geared mostly on news. Um, start sits is another thing we're going into as far as mailbag. We're going to handle as much viewer questions as we can. Nice. Um, but we really want to just kind of chop up just kind of like what we're doing tonight. Uh, chop up different situations, maybe changes, injuries, that kind of thing. So. You know, really, really excited about what we're producing, and we really want to put the preparation in place before. So, you know, we're prepared and we're we're ready to kind of give the viewers what they want. I love it. We got a uh, projected date. It, so yeah. it's we don't want to put that out there yeah, yet. Uh, no date is, I'd say, ten days from now. So we're looking at mid to late-ish August. We really want to make sure that it's out before the redraft draft yeah. it. And with COVID, there's a lot of delays and things like that. Sure. So we're looking forward to it and we want to make sure that we're, you know, in the position to do what we want to do. All right. And in the real world, that's about a week or less from now to those hearing this on Monday. So it's coming, it's coming hot, it's coming strong. So yeah, be sure. listening people, go follow him at fantasy analyze and uh, subscribe to his show or watch for it. That way you can subscribe for it uh, to it once it comes up. So, all right, let's get into, uh, we ran, we, we ran through, that's a, a tongue twister. Uh, the first 14 running backs on the live stream. For those of you listening to the, the show today, which is Monday in the uh, pod ears, uh, you could catch the replay of the live stream. If you missed it on Saturday morning, uh, shows come out Monday and Thursdays. Currently, the live stream happens on Wednesdays with the uh, replay on Thursdays. Those days are going to tweak as the uh, regular season comes here, and I'll, I'll inform you when they do. So uh, you can find me at Bob's Three Toad on Twitter at Bob's Three to- or not at, but Bob's Three Toad Warriors on YouTube and the uh, Word on Streets Fantasy Football 
group on Facebook. Uh, so you can find me in all those lovely places. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe and like and hit the notification bell and all those wonderful things that really goes a lot further than you think they do and really helps us, helps us out a lot more than you think they do. So we greatly appreciate it. Uh, so, so do so. So let's get into player number 15 for me. That is Austin Eckler. Now, this is a half PPR. I am uh, I'm pretty confident that if he was a full PPR, he would have bounced above uh, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones, even possibly for me, maybe. But for me, he's running back 15 in this half PPR. For the rest of the world, they have him up at number 12. So I always feel like I'm high on Eckler, and I'm dogging him here. So let's pull up the stats and let's see what I did wrong, maybe, or I don't know. So <clears throat> here's Austin Eckler the last two years. He had 554 yards um, two years ago in 16 games, not even a full season, 557 in a full season. And that was the, the two seasons ago was with Melvin Gordon on the field and uh, missing two games himself. So the man can rush. I just I don't want people to think, well, Okay, um, he just did so well because Melvin Gordon wasn't there. Uh, let's talk about his receiving game. 108 targets, 92 receptions last season, 993 yards, redonkulous. Uh, eight touchdowns through the air, three on the ground. So previous two seasons, he only had 404 yards receiving, 279, and those were considered decent, standalone, value-type uh, player. Right, kind of like a just a decent guy you can still pick up and plug in for your bye week fills, those kind of things, especially in a PPR. Here's what I have him for: I have him for 804 on the ground, and that is an improvement of 300, 250, 300 yards. Uh, I have him for seven rushing TDs, which is four more than the ever he's done. He's done two, three, and three in the last three years. I only have him for 500 rushing yards, or receiving yards, excuse me, and that's a drop. That's a dip from last year's thousand. I think that thousand was a little ridiculous. Uh, I brought him above the 404 he's done and the 279 in the last two years prior, but I dropped him to 505, and I, and I can almost guarantee that's why I'm falling so far behind the consensus and five projected touchdowns versus eight. So there's changes there. There's Tyrod Taylor. There's maybe Justin Herbert. There's pretty much the same wide receiver cast around him. Um, I don't know if Josh Kelly is really, or Justin Jackson's any real threat to him. I think they vulture from each other, if anything else. Uh, Hunter Henry is is realistically there. Uh, should be good, should be fine, should have a great year. What's your thoughts on uh, what's your thoughts on him, Austin Eckler? Uh, I might be a little bullish. Okay. Um, That's okay. I, have him, I have him at my uh, nine spot. Mm. Mm. I it's about a month ago I actually had him up to six and he's slipping okay. for me. Okay. Um I love I I love Eckler. I feel like it's more of an underdog story sure. as far as Absolutely. the undrafted running back. You know, I love him coming up from behind Gordon and then you know he has this opportunity. So you know we'll see. We'll see what this looks like. Um the he's flashed excellence. I'll just say that off the bat, especially in the receiving game. You kind of brought up that. The rushing game is the big question. Um, he can do it. Can he do it to the scale that we need to in a top 10 running back? That's the biggest question, and that's why I think he's slipping a little bit for me. Yeah. Well, if I just bump him from almost four targets a game to six targets a game, 
he goes eh, goes up to 769 yards. But then he's someone else isn't getting the ball in that team. And I don't really have any. I have Keenan Allen for just under 1,000 yards, Mike Williams for 700, and then it's 600 for Hunter Henry. And it's just nickels and dimes after that. So mm-hmm. I don't see – the only problem for me is I don't see Tyrod Taylor. I have Tyrod Taylor down for 480 passing uh, attempts. And that's low compared to other quarterbacks that are in the 500, 550, 600. It's just he hasn't proven himself to be that big passer. Um, and that's why I think I, I think that's why I knocked around Austin Eckler so low. Yeah. I mean, we saw, uh, what was it? Chubb and Hyde in uh, Cleveland with uh, Tarod for like a few weeks yeah. till Mayfield took over. And, you know, it's, it's not comforting, <laughs> especially yeah. looking at one of his running backs and receiving options. Yeah. yeah I don't I mean, think it's, I don't think it's him. So I still have him at that nine because I feel like that upside um, gives him that spot for me personally. Yeah. Um, that, that floor is definitely something that'll be dangerous. Um, but we have to consider that with running backs, you know, maybe into the second round, um, back into that second, you know, depending on, you know, how it plays out, of course. Okay. All right. There we go. So the funny part here to me, cause I like to laugh at stupid crap. All right. The funny part to me here. Is I have him, what did I say, at 14, 15, 14, 14, uh, in tier five. And right behind him, I have Melvin Gordon, Love Bell, and then Nick Chubb at 18. That's, I got to take another look at that one. But, but I have Melvin Gordon right behind him, only separated by less than two points. That's, you know, what, one, two passes in PPR for 10 yards. Something like that. It's not much, is, is the point being there. So let's let's take a look at his scenario because I'm a Broncos fan, and I got to be careful not to ride any bandwagons here because um, I could do that. Melvin Gordon, 1,100 yards, 8, 880, and 600 yards. The 885 and the 612, that's in 12 games. That's three quarters of a season. You add in another third of what he had, he's easily up in that 8, 9, 10 range, I think, pretty simply, although his yards per carry is usually garbage. Um, but he's receiving almost 500 yards uh, a year, uh, except for last year, which is 296. Um, eight rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown last year. So that's that part. What, 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 what did we give him? We gave him 946 yards. That's totally doable for him. Nine TDs. I'm giving him a rebound because I'm – Projecting my Broncos to have a better year and them to be closer to that end zone uh, for once. And uh, and three receiving touchdowns, which isn't out of the realm for him. 361 yards. Also, he's a 500-yard receiving running back. So I don't think that's outlandish at all. But the rest of the world would have Melvin Gordon at – who's Melvin Gordon? Where's Melvin Gordon? 16. Okay, same spot. So they agree with me. Um how do you how do you like Melvin Gordon here, and are you afraid to draft him? A ne- next question. Okay, so Melvin Gordon it definitely brings up this memory for me that haunts me till this day. <laughs> okay, hold on, let me take a breath. <laughs> All right, I'll take so, my little unofficial sponsor here. I'm I think it was yeah, right <laughs> there. You go. Um, Melvin Gordon uh, went off, and it was like his breakout year. I believe off the top of my head, it was 2016. He just went off, and everyone's like, 
Melvin Gordon. And the prior season, it was just like, oh, it's just that guy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up trading him that season for Lamar Miller. Straight up. And I was like, okay, well, Lamar Miller has kind of this uh, reputation behind him. Um, I think he'll stick, and I think he'll he'll be the value in the end. Mm-hmm. That didn't turn out well for me because I, you know, like I said, I thought that Melvin Gordon was kind of a flare, and it was just going to fade. A little fa- flash in the pan. Flash in the pan, exactly, and that didn't pan out for me. Um, but coming to this season, um, I think he's in a, a great situation in Denver. Um, Denver, you know, they got Elway, you know, as the GM, and he's going to. Uh, make sure that Melvin Gordon is going to get the ball, um, especially to establish uh, Jerry Judy, who's coming in to that receiving core. Uh, Cortland Sutton um, still progressing, and we, you know, we've seen him, especially in dynasty rosters and in drafts, being taken way too high. Um, anyways, uh, I think that Melvin Gordon is this veteran back that could come in and and play a foundation for that offense. So I'm excited to see kind of how they use him. Um, I know he's, he's going to get the ball. Um, and I think your projections um, is pretty, I mean, no complaints, honestly. I think you have him about exactly where I have him. Um, I think, you know, I don't know if we brought up Chris Carson yet. It might be Not yet. Here, he's, uh, he's coming. He's uh, and, and and Chris Carson right now are kind of in that same realm for me, even though Chris Carson's staying in, in Seattle. So, you know. I'm excited to see how he's using Denver. Um, it's always fun to see a new player in a new system, you know, in a new offense. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And they just, to me, it was a luxury pick. I'm like, why are they grabbing him? They have the two guys that are totally capable. So what I, what I really, really hope they don't do is the crap they did um, two seasons ago and just adding that third guy in way too much. So as long as they don't do that, I think, I think he should be fine. If they start, they start adding, uh, um, uh, I just went blank, all three running backs in, it'll just be not good. Freeman, see, stop thinking about it, boom, pop back in my head. <laughs> there it is. That's the name disease for you. There's the mad cow. All right, so <laughs> we like Melvin Gordon here. Here's the next one, which I have four spots ahead of the rest of the world. So I have Mr. Lev Bell at 17, the rest of the world saying, hmm, he's averaged 21 for us. So, okay, let's take a look at the numbers. Why is that? So, LaBelle, he didn't play two years ago, but the two years I'm looking at are 2017 and 19. Two different teams, two different situations, two different worlds. In Pittsburgh, almost 1,300 yards. uh, With the Jets, 800 yards. Big difference. Four yards per carry down to 3.2. There's that crappy offensive line for you. Nine rushing touchdowns down to three. That's that crappy offense that can't do crap for you. Sorry if you're listening to New, New York or not New York. Wow, probably beat up for that one too. <laughs> New Jersey. Wait, they actually oh. are in New York, though, I think, aren't they? The Jets? What was that? Aren't the Jets? Never mind. AFC East? Huh? AFC East? No, no, no. The Jets. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, anyway. <laughs> little random tangent there. I'm not editing that out. I'm not taking the time for that. All right. Uh, 85 receptions down to 66. Reception yards, 655 down to 461. He did keep his reception average about the same and two touchdowns down to one in the air. 
So just everything went so far backwards for him on that team. And he is so talented. I feel like it has to come back more towards the norm. It's definitely not going back to Pittsburgh Steeler heyday scoring. Um, so here's what we have. 247 rushing attempts. He had 245 last year. Does way more than that in Pittsburgh. Uh, 915 yards. It's less than 1,000. It's completely reasonable. Seven touchdowns. Again, I think it's reasonable. Receptions. I still have him having a good little chunk of receptions. About what he had last year of 65 receptions uh, for 665 yards and two touchdowns. So I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's too crazy for Bell. I think it's totally doable. I think Sam Darnold's going to take a step forward this year. Uh, I am sad that um, that Robbie Anderson left the team because I'm a I'm a I love Robbie Anderson. I love that explosiveness. The problem if if you if you're loving Robbie Anderson, you say, well, that's going to help the team. They're going to score more. The problem is when Robbie Anderson catches the ball, he just scores himself. So it's not going to help your running back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it probably works out better for him. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell here at uh, 17? The the glorious Le'Veon Bell of right? the heyday. Years. He was a beauty to watch. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is that patience, mm-hmm. willing to wait for the hole, mm-hmm. and not to the point where anybody's going to get him. It's just he was there, and he was like a hawk, um, mm-hmm. waiting for that hole to open up. He just burst through it. It was... Mm-hmm. It was like LT of oh, you know. so I kind of they're in the same realm for me as far as history. Um, I want to kind of pin on uh, Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I followed personally. I'm a USC fan, so I followed him since college. Um, I believe in him still um, as a professional. Uh, USC quarterbacks haven't had the greatest time in the <laughs> NFL. Um, to name a few, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez and Mark Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us how you really feel. I like uh, what I've seen from Sam Darnold. I see um, the injuries have kind of hindered his development, but like you said, he's, he's primed to take that step forward. And I think Lev Bell will, will appreciate that. I guess to say, you know, that's the best way I can say it is uh, when the passing game is on, the running game is on. And when the running game is on, the passing game is on. So uh, I like the situation that Lev Bell is in better than last season. Um, I didn't have good feelings about last season. Coming off a year, going to Jets. Ugh. But yeah. now, you know, I see this time team progressing. It's not – it doesn't look as shiny as the Dolphins right now, but they're, they're going to they're gonna be able to give Lev Bell some more opportunities this season compared to last. I, I can totally see that. I- I can just see him having a rebound year. I just and and if if they're doing bad, they can keep dumping in the ball and it'll keep getting yardage. And if they're doing good, they can be handing the ball and do good. Absolutely. He doesn't have someone sitting behind him like the next guy we're about to talk about does. Um, so if we're ready to talk about the next guy, we're ready to talk about my running back eighteen. And holy hell, we're going to talk about the world's running back eight, eight. Oh my god, um, dang. I'm down 10 spots on Mr. Nick Chubb. What? What? So while you were talking, I took a glance. I'm like, where am I missing? What did I do wrong? I had to screw up the stat somewhere. All right. You ready for, for the, the my logic behind it? Yeah, let's hear it. 
Okay. Last year, two years ago, he had a thousand yards, and that was a, a good season. He was RB sixteen. It was a good season. He didn't start out as the man. That was his rookie year. He Ooh. had, but he did good. Last year, just shy of fifteen hundred yards on just shy of three hundred rushing attempts. He was used and abused, and he balled out. On that, he got five yards per carry, eight rushing touchdowns, both the last two years. Probably should have had a lot more than eight last year on his 1,500 rushing yards, but he didn't. Um, targets, he had 49 targets for three receptions. So basically about two, two and a quarter receptions a game. Nothing magical, uh, just under 300 yards. Didn't get a single touchdown out of it, which I think is a little bit low, a little surprising. He got two the year before on 20 receptions. So he finished RB7 last year, RB16 the year before in his partial season. So full season, he probably would have still finished around RB7. So how in the world do I have him so low? Well, I don't like to use the cream hunt factor, but let's talk about it because it might be a factor. You stole my thunder. Huh? You stole my thunder. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm going to let you come back in. I'm going to give you your thunder right now. Did I already steal too much of it? No, no, no. You're good. I mean, I was going to go straight to hunt. I'm a one word hunt. I mean, Okay. I'm looking at his his sleeper profile right now and his stats from last season. He's like green, 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 you know, for the, the good scores for the mm-hmm. weekly. And then there's the only reds he got was once Hunt came back. Like he's like yeah. 7.9. I think this is full PPR, 4.5 and 4.2. Yeah. That's not the guy that I want to invest top 10 pick in. Come sure. on. Out. Or sure. even more second round. Sure. So I'm, I think we're on the same page. I mean, I'll, I'll bump it back to you, but. All right. Well, here, cool. listen to this part. Nick Chubb, I gave him 285 yard uh, reset, uh, rushes. That's only about a 10, a dozen maybe behind what he had. It's still a workload. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave him 1,452 yards. That is only 50 yards less than last year. That's a damn workload. I only gave him seven rushing touchdowns instead of eight. Okay, I stole one from him, and that would probably bump him up a couple spots if I just gave him that one back. Uh, I only counted him in for 20 receptions for 154 and one. So, And last year he was 36 for 278 and zero. So even the yards I took away from him, I gave back to him with the touchdown that he didn't get last year. But the problem, I think, is Cream Hunt, he's getting almost 100 rushing attempts, about almost 400, 500 yards. And he's going to get some touchdowns out of it because he is a good running back. If he doesn't get four touchdowns, I would be surprised. Uh, he's going to get uh, 68 receptions. He's going to get, I'm telling you people, I've seen the future. He's going to get, okay, he might get uh, 68 receptions for just under 600 yards and three touchdowns because he is a great receiver. And if you if you listen to the coaches talking, you know, he's – He's working with the wide receivers and the running backs, which means they'll both be on the field at the same time. He'll be getting more passing attempts. Maybe that leaves more for for uh, for Chubb. But if you do, then you got to take him away from Odell Beckham, who's maybe healthy this year and ready to go. Jarvis Landry, Landry who's maybe healthy this year and ready to go. Those guys are going to need their almost, you know, probably 1,100, 1,200 yards for Beckham, around uh, just under 1,000 yards for Landry. They're going to need theirs. You know, and the the, the tertiary players are going to need some yardage. Hooper is going to come in and, and probably get a good 600 or so. So I don't see that leaving a lot of passing work for Chubb 
if I'm the coach, I don't care about your fantasy team. Unfortunately, I care about getting the W's. And so if I can have Chubb run a couple times, okay, go have a seat and get Hunt in here, and he can run the ball or and pass the ball, fine. I don't care. Just give me the yardage. Give me the touchdowns. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not picky. Give me that steak. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. And, and game script is a big thing is – Will they be able to get out ahead? Will they be able to establish run game? Sure. And Absolutely. From behind then, which is kind of what we're seeing, is yep. Hunt's going to get that work. Yep. 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 All right. Let's go to the guy that I didn't pre-put on my board. Let's go to my man. The first guy in tier number six, which is Devin Singletary. So tier number six is one, two, three, four, five people in here. And I can't say that I necessarily agree with how I have this, but this is how I have it. So I have to agree with it. I have Devin Singletary, Chris Carson, James Conner, David Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. So a lot of opportunity here, a lot of question marks here. Let's pull up Devin Singletary. He plays in Buffalo. There's the bees. Buffalo. Slide over. Okay. Rookie came out, got some work, only played in 12 games. In those 12 games, 151 uh, rushing attempts, 775 yards, 5.1 per carry because he's Devin Motor, Motor Boaton, son of a B, Singletary. Um, 41 targets, 29 receptions, almost 200 yards, and uh, two receiving touchdowns. Not bad. It could have definitely used some more rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's got TJ Yeldon there. He's got the Zach Moss guy that everybody's hyping. I'm not buying it. I get that he's better. Than Frank Gore, the eternal stone. Is he, though? I don't know. Probably <laughs> is. He's about 40 years younger. He could have get a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's uh, Singletary's numbers I have him statted for. 247. So that is a bump in his work. But he's also got a bump in his games. 1187 on the rushing yards. That's a uh, an average of – I only gave him 4.8 yards per carry. So I, I, I took it down a notch. I took it down a notch. Six rushing touchdowns. If you're running 247 times, you should probably have more than six rushing touchdowns. But I respect the fact that Moss is going to get his and that the quarterback is going to get his because that's what they do, um, especially Josh Allen. I get that. So I, I limited him to six touchdowns. I think he has way more than six touchdowns. Upside, I think he gains the trust of the team and he gets more opportunities there. 260 yards uh, receiving for 36 receptions three receiving touchdowns and that's uh that's how i get to where i got i like it so are you a singletary guy or you a zach moss (laughs) uh so zach moss came to mind immediately um Mm -hmm. the hype train is is hot uh we see like trades Keyshawn Vaughn, zach moss you know that tampa bay whatever anyways josh allen's rushing ability makes me hesitate with either one. Uh, What we've seen with Devin Singletary, he's gifted. I'll just put that out. Um, I love Buffalo. Um, I love them bringing in digs. That'll help as well. Um, But Josh Allen's rushing ability, like, I think you're you're statting him out fairly. Um, I wouldn't go as high as you. Um, Or Singletary? Lower, yeah, with Singletary. Oh, the world has him down at – running back 24 versus my <laughs> 19. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm finding spots behind. I, I, I'm high on them. This, this, this is my uh, – yeah, this is going to be my word on the streets guy. 
you know, you know, put it, plant a flag in a guy. He's, this is going to be my guy that I'm either going to win on this year or I'm going to lose yeah. on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can respect that. I mean, the competition between him and Moss is going to be something to look out for. Um, was the coaching, uh, you know, the coaching um, core there, are they going to, what are they going to do? Are they going to look to Singletary? Are they going to get him going? Is he going to find a rhythm? Are they going to throw Moss in there and kind of do the gore thing with them and not really give him the, the opportunity to explode and to get into the game and just, you know, find his groove. I don't, I don't know if I see that and that's what kind of makes me hesitate um, to pull the trigger at that point. Yeah. So the other question mark I have is that, yeah, Josh Allen had all those touchdowns, but he had most of his touchdowns after Frank Gore failed over and over and over and over the goal line. It's not a joke. It's serious. It happened. It's real. I know. <laughs> and so, and so, okay. Do they give it to Gore because he's more of a bowling ball? Do they give it to Gore also because he's not a rookie, obviously, um, like Singletary was last year. So do they not trust Singletary at the goal line last year? Do they trust him more this year? Do they not tra- trust Zach Moss, the rookie, this year, if that's why they didn't trust Singletary last year? Conspiracy I, theory? I, like I don't that. care. I, I, like know? That. I like it. Yeah. So we don't know. This, this is one of those ones that it's 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 a guess. It's, it's truly a guess, but I feel – I'm I'm leaning towards uh, I'm putting my my stamp on him. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Um, all right, you asked for this man earlier. Here he is. It's Mr. Chris Carson. He plays for the hell does he play for? Seattle. <laughs> Seahawks. I don't know why I was drawing a blank there. I mean, I'm uh, fresh. Like I just got in the game, so I definitely understand. Dude. <laughs> I didn't I just win blank straight up. Blank. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Mr. Chris Carson, I'll give you – you want first dibs or second dibs here? I have him – I have him at number 20, and he is number 17. So, I'm behind on him. Yeah, so I have him at 16. Okay, so you're, you're a lot closer and even a little bit higher. So, talk to me about Chris Carson – Chris Why Carson, do you love him so much more than I do, and then I'll beat him up a little. Um, I think he's an old school football player. I think uh, on an old school team. Yeah, essentially, um, the rushing is is key there, um, and then Russell Wilson, of course, is going to control the game. Mm-hmm. So, thinking, you know, it's a game script type deal, but I think this offense is definitely set up to to get it out out and ahead and make sure that Carson gets to work. The key concern of course, is Chris Carson's health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate to say that as a fantasy guy, um, you know, injury this, injury that, you know, what if, but sure. that's the concern. I mean, if is, is hit, his hip okay? Like, is it solid? Is it, is he going to last through the season? And that's kind of the big thing as far as like Rashad Penny and they brought in some, some old dude, I think too. Um, but that's that's the key concern. I like Chris Carson. I think he's worth the risk, definitely at the value that he's at. Um, I think you're gonna either get paid big or you're gonna not. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're, we're never gonna find out how his hip is because of HIPAA laws. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's why I was. If you could see, if you saw my face, that's why I was giggling internally. <laughs> Like a little kid. All right. So here's my, here's, uh, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, 100%. Chris Carson, last two years, forget the, the rookie year. So last two years, 14 games and 15 games, 
pretty much on the same pace. 1,100 and change, 1,200 and change yards, uh, 250, 278 um, rushing attempts, 4744 4, yards per carry, nine and seven touchdowns. He's getting the touchdowns. Targets, he receives mm, target and a half, two, two receptions a game, not targets, but receptions a game. For 163 yards, 266 yards. So some nice little PPR numbers there. Not nothing fantastic though. Uh, two touchdowns last year, none the year before. It's it's good. It ain't great. You're not drafting him in the first second round though. So, but it's not great. So let's see why I have him buried, and the rest of the world doesn't. I gave him 255 on the rushing. That is uh, it's about in between what he's had the last two years. Granted, that's not. It's you know not playing a full season the last two years either. Eleven hundred twenty-three, uh, a little bit lighter than the last two years. Eight touchdowns on the ground, two in the air, two fifty-two receiving yards. So who got his yards? I gave four hundred twenty-two yards to DJ Dallas. Is that an over? Is that is that too many yards for the rookie coming in? It might be. Or did I just feel like Carson isn't gonna? play reliability and I statted him that way internally mentally and I shouldn't have it might have been a boo-boo on my part <laughs> I, I think I was projecting some injury into that one that's exactly huh? where we're at boo-boos all over the place we're preseason we're refining everything so yeah so all right I might I, I might be a little low on Chris Carson I might need to take some of that yardage back away from DJ Dallas and give it to uh to Carson but uh, we'll see how the preseason goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was, uh, that was who I have at number 20, which is too low. Next guy is Mr. James Conner, who I have at 21. The world has a 20. So we're pretty even on this one. But I think he is poised to have a fantastic year versus the last guy who I just spat on. Figuratively, yeah. not literally. All right, so I can't even use last year's. He's played 14, 13, and 10 games. That's his last three seasons. It, it, it ain't good, Bob. It ain't good. <laughs> um, so in 2018, where he played 13, he ran for 973 yards, 400, almost 500 last year, 12 touchdowns two years ago, four last year, almost 500 re- receiving yards two years ago, half that last year, one receiving TD two years ago and three oddly something finally goes up uh last year so and is big ben gonna just chuck the ball here's big ben for you 561 passing attempts 675 passing attempts the guy will throw the ball all day long uh they're easy 600 passing attempts 600 passing attempts almost 700 passing attempts you wonder why the man's shoulder goes out elbow goes out <laughs> Jeez. So uh so before I give my my stats on him, where do you where do you have him? What are you thinking about him? Um I have him at 15. Okay, um, so you're a lot you're a lot high. you're where I feel like he should be. Yeah, so it's the injury thing again. Well, injury with Ben Roethlisberger and then of course, you know, he has his struggles of course too. But yeah. the Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger effect <laughs> is definitely I think will be in full effect um I think Juju as well took a hit last season last season was a misnomer like we're not going to see that again um if James Conner stays in the in the game 
he's going to be productive. We're going to see the 2018 James Conner. You know, we're not going to we're not going to have and you know we're not going to have this last year James Conner. It's like I, I would I'm trashing it in my head, honestly. Um, and I think the public is so low on him right now that he's a guy that I'm targeting. If it's an RB2, I'm happy, honestly. Uh, if I get him at my RB2, I'm very pleased. If he ends up being my RB3, then it's a party. Let's do this. Um, well, let's uh, let's take a look. For ADP, James Conner ADP is going overall 44. Yep. So that's in the fourth round. So if you went running back, running back, wide receiver, you can snag him or or any version of that. You could make him your third running back very possibly. Oh, absolutely. And then there's, you know, of course, crazy, like, wide receivers all the way up until right. the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Yeah. So, you know, if I end up with uh, – if I have him at my fourth, like, come on. Um, I think yeah. he definitely has that potential to be in that number one range. Yeah, I agree. I'll have him there, <laughs> you know. Well, so. I don't know if you saw the uh, – it was a little YouTube video – um, thing that they had out there, the the Steelers. It was it was Juju and Ben and and James Conner and they were all laying in bed sleeping and oh. all of a sudden they all sat up and they're like sweating and they're like they like they had a nightmare. Nightmare was last season. That was a joke. I made that up, people. Um, <laughs> but it really should be what happened. Like last season, nightmare in the past. Forget about it. Let's play ball. Wow. All right. So the stupid crap I think up on the fly. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Jim Beam, for that one. So, James <laughs> Conner. I I have him for 200 carries, 800 rushing yards. That is totally doable for him. It's not even that great. Seven receiving, seven rushing touchdowns all day long. He can handle that. He's He did 12 two years ago. Uh, 413 receiving yards off 52 receptions for two touchdowns. I think that's low volume. The numbers when I when I type them in, they seem proportionally correct to the team, but I feel like he can do so much better. His ceiling is so much higher, especially Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool. Are they going to cannibalize each other? Are they going to cannibalize the running back receptions? That's the part we don't know. And I think you know. And then you have Ebron too. So I think. I think one of those four guys steps back out of the way, and that really actually slides more receptions over to James Conner, a little more rushing, and all of a sudden you've got that guy that you just stole in the fourth round, like you said, and, uh, and, and it's one more reason you're, you're holding the trophy up, right? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. All right. That's James <laughs> Conner. It, it could be one of those sneaky uh, league winners. <sighs> this guy right here. I've got him at 22. The world has him at 23. That's David Johnson. I didn't do it. I almost did someone else's thing. I held back partially. <laughs> it's hard to do, man. <laughs> Still did it. All right. In Arizona, Mr. David Johnson, now in Arizona. It's a question marks all over the place. No, he's not. He was in Arizona. Sorry. <laughs> In Houston. Yeah, I'm like looking at the team I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's, uh, that's not what I see. <laughs> yeah. so he got traded back. 
<laughs> bag of donuts. You here? All right. Hopkins? Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. So David Johnson, here we go. I'll let I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have this again because it's David Johnson and a lot of torn emotions on this guy. Like a lot of these running backs right here, there were studs two years ago, one year ago, three years ago, and the world has pitchforks right now. But they might be right on this one. I don't know. Yeah. I think COVID hit early in the NFL last season, if I'm not right. If I'm not <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> was is he is he uh is he um subject zero or Maybe. patient zero whatever they call that yeah, where was he at that point yeah <laughs> on vacation in china arizona and houston <laughs> is this too soon i don't even i don't even know i just kind of just put it out there and yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean david johnson Okay, so David Johnson, uh, last two seasons, 258 rushing attempts, 940 yards. Not fantastic, 3.6 yards per carry. His last three years, 2.1, 3.6, 3.7. It's not an outlier. He just doesn't have a high yards per carry. Last year, 345 yards on just about 100 rushing attempts. Seven rushing TDs versus two last year. That's a very big difference, though. 50 receptions two years ago versus 36 last year. Also a nice little dip. Almost 500 yards versus uh, 370. Uh, three touchdowns two years ago versus four last year. So at least that one picked up. Last year, though, was only in 13 games. So, yeah, give him three more games. He has some better stats there. Um, but that yards per carry is still a real thing. Still really a concern for a running back because the, in the threes, just it stings. It hurts. You can't do anything. What did I give him this year? I gave him 3.7. Okay. Not great. No, Duke Johnson averages 4.4 and he sucks behind him, (laughs) but nobody is running out like, yeah, Duke Johnson. I love the dream days. Yeah, no, no. So I gave him 261 rushing attempts, reasonable, just under a thousand yards, five rushing TDs. Maybe that one could come up. I don't know. Almost 400 yards receiving and three rushing touchdowns. I think I was actually kind of generous to the guy, really. I think you perhaps were. <laughs> yeah. And I think it still was what one behind them or one ahead of them. So it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I traded for David Johnson in a dynasty league, not because I wanted David Johnson because I had to give up Gurley, but I got my man, Kenny Galladay, gave up T.Y. Hilton. So, you know, yeah. I hope both those guys have bounced back years this year, but I don't know that David Johnson will. Yeah, I don't know if you remember my uh, Melvin Gordon story. <laughs> Did you buy him when so, he broke his hand? So, da- <laughs> so David Johnson was my keeper mm. from the point that, that that season he broke out. I believe it was like second season or something crazy. But um, I kept him for two more seasons after, and that never panned out for me, <laughs> especially with the hand. Um yeah. So I, I have personal feelings towards David Johnson that I'm not sure if I can like get over, if I can like heal. climb that heal. wall. You got to heal, man. Ugh. You got to let it heal. All right. <laughs> Let's go to my uh, 
last guy in tier six, my running back 23, the world's running back 21, a guy who could have a better year than they could all have a better year, James. No crap. Um, <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's Leonard Fournette over there in Jacksonville on the Jaguars. So when you look at his last three seasons, a thousand yards, just over a thousand yards, less than four hundred yards in half a season. So that's on pace for eight hundred. Not great. That first thousand was in thirteen games, and then eleven hundred last year in fifteen games. Over 265 uh, rushing attempts in the first and third season there. 9-5-3. Those rushing touchdowns are just drop, drop, drop. Three rushing touchdowns for a guy running 265 times. It's not real. That can't happen again. And then it gets worse. He has 76 receptions. Now, that's an outlier for him because he's usually a 36-22 guy. 76 receptions. That's crazy talk. He usually only gets one touchdown off his 36. He had zero touchdowns on 76 receptions. Is he that bad? Is the team that bad? What the hell? What say you? Minshew. You forgot to Minshew? I I forgot to Minshew um, the end zone. (laughs) Oh, yes, somebody did. So it's a, a, a positive regression. I don't know. People throw, throw around positive regression. I'm not sure. Exactly. I'm doing everything I can to avoid that phrase. I did it earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what we're seeing from Leonard Fournette is elite skill. I'll sure. just put that out. Uh, the situation definitely hasn't been in his favor, especially with injuries and his team. Um, I think this season we're going to come into a more consistent Jaguars uh, organization as well as uh, offensive system, hmm. defenses, you know, looking okay as well. So, like, that end zone, the the crazy numbers that you just said, three touchdowns, like. Total for him. Exactly. Between receiving and rushing, yeah. we're going to see touchdowns from Leonard Fournette. And if we're going to get this yardage on top of touchdowns, we're going to be very happy with where we're getting Fournette at. I think this is another guy, like I, I mentioned a little earlier, um, James Conner, mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette is another guy, and I like him more um, mm-hmm. personally, that will get into this top 10 if, of course, there's ifs. Um, sure. Injury in the situation stays consistent. It doesn't yeah. need to necessarily get better. It just needs to provide some rhythm and provide some stability, and yeah. Leonard Fournette's going to get those end zone carries and those targets that will lead to some touchdowns for him. Well, you know what the problem was, right? Minshew stole his rushing touchdowns. No, it's not true. Minshew didn't have any. Minshew didn't have any. He had zero. So it wasn't Minshew. Oh, Raquel Armstead took it. No, Raquel Armstead had zero. No, no. They just sucked last year. 3,200 yards for Minshew in 1,400 games. In 14 games. I mean, okay. Here's what I gave him. 257 rushes. That is behind his uh, his big two seasons of impartial of only, what, 13 games per season or whatever it was. So it's less than that. So I, I, I pulled him back a little. Um, I gave him 1,029 yards. Again, pulled him back from his pace. Okay. I gave him the damn rushing touchdowns back. A guy who runs for 257 attempts should score about eight rushing touchdowns. I gave him nine. 
Why? Because he deserves it. Because he's good at running the ball. Um, four yards per carry, eh, it's okay. Uh, 75% catch percentage is no, not, not abnormal for a running back. Um, 32 receptions. I dropped the hell out of his receptions because I gave 41 receptions over to Chris Thompson, who's a legitimate pass-catching threat for all the weeks he's healthy. Uh, and I, I put the caveat in there. Come on, asterisk, asterisk. Uh, and one projected receiving touchdown for him. So I did give him 10 touchdowns to get to where he is. I don't think it's unreasonable. Maybe slightly high on the projection for rushing touchdowns. But the man could come in and have a good season and uh, and be that nice fourth fourth round, doubt fifth round, but probably fourth round pickup yeah. for you. It's so a great. Say, sorry about that. I, yeah, I definitely okay. like to say, like, kind of off, a little off topic is like Dalvin Cook, season before last was Fournette. They're they're like brothers and in injury dumb. Right. And we saw what Dalvin Cook could do once he's in. I think Fournette. It, it reminds me a lot of him, and I think that we can see something like that if we're lucky. <laughs> we gotta hope, right? We gotta hope <laughs> for sure. And 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 okay. Well, Thompson's there. He's gonna take work away. And Raquel Arm said he might take some work away. No. Well, well, look who Alexander Madison's behind Cook, and that man is good, and he will take yeah. work away. But Cook still did his job. So the. The real deal is Gardner Minshew has to make stuff happen. He has to move the ball down the field. Otherwise, you're just running from the 20 to the 20, and you're never getting in the end zone, and you're not getting the, the touches that matter. So if they can get back on the scoring tip, they should be fine. The scoring tip? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would say the young generation, but that's more like the 90s generation, I think. So, all right. Let's move to our first this our first rookie. No. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was in there. and Okay. Let's move to a rookie. Uh, let's move to Mr. Me, where do you go? Let's go to my – I have three guys in Tier 7. I got Jonathan Taylor, that, uh, David Montgomery, and Raheem Mostert, three totally different players, all in the same tier, running back 24, 25, and 26. Jonathan Taylor is 19 for the world. He's 24 for me. I'm giving a little more love to – Marlon Mack, that the coaches are giving love to, but they're also putting the hot hand phrases out there because that would be smart. So here's – well, I don't have any stats for last year. So let's give you Marlon Mack's stat line for last year. Uh, last two years, about 1,100 yards, and that's in 12 games and 14. Didn't play – hasn't played a full season in three years, 14-12-14. I think that's his rookie year, 2017, right? That sounds right. Anyway, hasn't played a full season yet. Uh, eight rushing touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns, good rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, not much in the receiving. I bring up his stats to bring up Jonathan Taylor's. <laughs> so take a push broom, push him over, give him the Jonathan Taylor. I gave Jonathan Taylor 231 rushing attempts. That is almost as many as Mac had last year without another Marlon Mack really behind him. I gave him 1,083 yards to Mac 685 this year, which is more than I gave Mac or Mac had last year. I gave him eight touchdowns, 
and two receiving touchdowns on 181 yards, 24 receptions. That's how we get to 24. I feel like he's going to be sitting behind Mac for too long. But, but when he comes on, I think he'll come on strong, kind of like Chubb did when he did, where you push these yards more back versus being spread out evenly. Yeah. And that's where you win your games by taking them later. Let's say you. So, yeah, we uh, see that Mac being a complication to start out with. Um, I'm just going to push that aside for now. We've you don't see that. it. You do. No, you I do. Okay. He's okay. definitely, I'll say that, you know, he's definitely someone that has built his reputation. He He's a good, solid running back. Um, I remember picking him up on waivers and loving every minute of it. Um, with Jonathan Taylor, he's he's in a class of his own. Um, Jonathan Taylor was my number one running back coming out of college, as well as I think a lot of people was number one. Um, I think the situation is beautiful for aside from Mac. Um, Philip Rivers coming in as you know the veteran quarterback he's doing um, loves the dump offs. Loves to get the ball to his running backs. Um, loves to establish that part of the game. Do you think he's going to get a good chunk of that game, though, or is it going to be more Naheem Hines in that part? Yes, that's what I'm getting to is like three weeks, four weeks, maybe five. We're not going to see enough of Taylor. We might be scared of that pick that we made. And I, I want to say off the bat, like in those weeks, shoot for him. Redraft because – I, I like to see in the last, like you kind of brought up, the last six weeks, eight weeks, we can see Taylor just take it away and be that, you know, someone that uh, that target, get a value, trade this, this scared owner um, who's not quite, you know, committed to Taylor. Um, you know, we're going to have to be patient, I think. Um, Taylor's the man. And if you are able to get him in, in Dynasty – you better be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight up, like he, you're going to be able to build around him, I think, going into the future. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with that. Um, and then there's the, the whole the whole narrative of, oh, well, their early season is really soft, right? So it's be good for running backs. And so that – we don't know what that really means. Does that mean that Marlon Mack looks like a stud so Marlon Mack stays on the field longer with more of a hot hand? Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that okay, we're winning. Marlon Max in there. All right. Well, we got this game under control. Let's put the rookie in there and see what he can do. Oh man, he's doing good too. And so and so it opens the door quicker for, for him. That's a, a weird question that we just don't know how it's gonna play out because it really could go either way. And Marlon Mack doesn't like to play full seasons. He's on uh, he's got a season pass to six flags, something like that. So you can't make all the games because he has to go to those. <laughs> let's go over to uh, let's go over to a guy that has gotten some interesting uh, looks. Uh, people love him, people hate him. Uh, I traded him away, but I'm getting Ceh in the in the end of all the four trades to do it. So it worked out. Maybe we'll see. That's David Montgomery. Very uh, very interesting. He's 26 to the world. He's 25 to me. So I'm, I'm about even with what it should be. Um, where do you sit on David Montgomery or do you want me to read the stats first? 
I'm going to say I'm right there with you. So I think, you know, your staff just back up where we're, where we're at. All right. Yeah. So, so the way they look is uh, Montgomery almost 900 yards. Cohen's had two, three, 400 yards for a while. Receiving 185. Cohen's had three, seven, 400. A little mixed bag there. Six receiving touchdowns and one, re- uh, six, six rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown for him. This year, I gave him about a thousand yards, seven re- rush, uh, rushing TDs. I gave him a little bump from last year at 254 uh, receiving yards because I think they have more confidence in him. I still only gave him one touchdown. I didn't go crazy because I still think that Cohen is going to have about 300 rushing yards, which is not a huge number because he can he can move when he gets the ball. Um, uh, David Montgomery only averaged 3.9 last year versus Cohen's 4.4 or three, excuse me. And receiving yards, four, four and a quarter for, for Cohen. I think he's just going to go out there and keep stealing the ball, not giving it to giving up to Montgomery um, as much as, as we would like to see it happen. They could. They could totally start passing it to him. But Cohen is such a little weapon. Um, it's it's hard not to not to use him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's enough on uh, on that guy, David Montgomery. I, he's just not sexy. He's not sexy to talk about. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he might be sexy I mean, in real life. I can't well, picture him, and it's not really sexy. Huh? I don't know if that translates over. Like, was that? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. David. Yeah. No. Yep. No. So, all right. Let's go to our probably last guy. I'm going to close out this tier with the third different type of running back. Although, man, after thinking about it, the first and second one were kind of similar, just in different scenarios. It's Raheem Mostert. And this will be a good one to close the show out with, I think. So I have Raheem Mostert, often called Raheem No Start, at 26. And am I high on him? Where the hell is he? I'm at 25. Oh, I automatically just started looking down. (laughs) <laughs> so, okay one yeah, spot apart agree. basically i have him and, and Montgomery flipped compared to everybody else um so you want to talk about uh, a little bit about him because i've I've still got to find him i think talking about mostard like mostard um there's like three other guys somewhere uh, in there too. i don't know if him tevin coleman and mckinnon kind of just like combined together <laughs> one person so it's like it's really awesome. difficult for me. Yeah, right. It'd be difficult to me for like me to have so much confidence in him when you have these two guys there as well. Um, he, he was demanding that trade, caused a little ruckus about a month ago or so. The dude, the dude's gifted. The dude's also twenty eight. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know. Of course, there's Frank Gore, who's crazy and he's i don't even know 65 at this point i'm not sure but um most are he's not in the position yet the leverage that he's kind of socially putting out there and and ruffling feathers especially with tevin coleman ready and willing and mckinnon we haven't seen in a couple years who's ready and willing as well so those are the two pieces that i'm just like i don't big question uncomfortable yeah (laughs) makes me uncomfortable so do you do you draft any Niners running backs, or do you no. stay away? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away. Um, I liked Moster coming in. I feel like he demanded his role. He took 
took it and he, had, he ran like charged forward with it. And that was awesome to watch. You'd love to see guys that have kind of been journeymen in a sense and being able to break out so late in their career. That's, it's crazy. It was exciting to watch. I'm not sure if that fire uh, is going to kind of come coming into this season. Yeah. I'm, I'm, can I get uh, – do you play any leagues to do team running back? Because if, if I can sign up for that, <laughs> if I can sign up for the best ball version of running back, I will target <laughs> him all day long. I'll target him in a best ball league. That's fine. I dig it. So I slated the team, the team for 470 rushing attempts. Last year they had 498, uh, which is 28 more than I paced him at. But the year before that, they only had 623. That's – 75 less than they did last year, 408 the year before. That's almost almost 100 rushing attempts less than last year, 458 the year before. So a little more normalcy to what they ended at. So I, I slated him for 470. I feel like that was a fair number to do. And, uh, and here's the passing attempts, 491, 607, 532, 478, just, just going down. <laughs> and dropping, dropping, dropping. So, all right, here we go. Let's get to these running backs. Um I'm just going to go right to him. I mean, I'll say just a little quick thing. I was going to ask uh-huh. you if Garoppolo is averaging more than six passing attempts a game for you or not. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I have him for five. Yes, short answer is yes. 500 attempts, 30, 16 games, 33 times 16. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, that's 48. Yeah. So about 30 attempts. A, 30 attempts a game is not a lot. No, yeah. No, not a lot. It's also not a lot of chance to score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. But, all right, Raheem Mostert, 948 yards. Tevin Coleman, 600. McKinnon, 376. Eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns, two. I think that's too high. I think I don't think they both get eight. But looking at their past performance, how many – I had him statted out for it still makes some sense so i gave it to him rushing or receipt rushing receiving yards 168 on 20 receptions two passing touchdowns even if he gets that which week is it <laughs> where's my dice at uh yeah right <laughs> we go, we go to the, the casinos open again yeah no thank you <laughs> so again i'll take him in best ball but I'm not taking him. I would rather have David Boring Montgomery, who ain't sexy, on my team. That's not true. Probably by the time I get to drafting him, where is he? Hold on. Where do I have to take him if I take him? I take him 60, 12, end of the fifth. No. Nope. Keep walking. You're not on my team. Yeah. Because I feel like i got to take someone I can take a shot on that if he does turn out to be the man in the sixth round, I feel like he's worth it, but He's never going to get there, especially this year, the way running backs are just flying. Whatever. All right. Why don't you remind the people where they can find your work? Of course, uh, fan- at Fantasy Analyze, you can see it on the screen, as well as fantasyanalyzers.com. Um, look out for our podcast, Sack Experts, uh, and me. We're going to be chopping it up similar to what we're doing today. You know, we're excited for that. Look out for our mailbags, um, as well as I want to shout out for um, – Laptop Lombardi, he's a good partner of mine, and 
we discuss fantasy football very often. So keep an eye on his work. He He's brilliant at waiver wires and analyzing those. So that's the gist of it. I'm definitely honored to be on here with you. Man, I appreciate um, you coming on the show. I appreciate, you know, having me and just chilling. Yeah. Chopping it up. Love right. it. All right. Cool, cool. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed having him on the show as much as I did. Uh, make sure you give him a follow. Make sure you give him a listen in about a week. Uh, and uh, make sure you uh, you tag me on that tweet so I can put that out there for you and, and let the world hear, hear what you guys got going on. So, all right. It's been Bob's Three Toad Warriors. You can find me at Bob's Three Toad on Twitter, at Bob's Three Toad Warriors on YouTube. Shows are Mondays and Thursdays. Live streams are currently on Wednesdays. All going to change in the not-too-distant future. And uh, that's really it for today. Bob's Three Toad Warriors and Matt saying soon enough you'll be able to hit the wave wire, set your lineups, and dominate your opponents. But until then, see ya.